Hello, good people of Earth. This episode is brought to you by Official Clothing. Official Clothing is a hip-hop streetwear brand straight out of Tucson, Arizona. And if you are looking for the hottest snapbacks, t-shirts, bracelets, face masks, you can go to OHFISHL.com right now. And if you use code TABLEDRAGGER, that is all one word, at checkout, you will get 25% off your first order. Official Clothing. Live by your own rules. Thank you, Kaz. This episode is also brought to you by Sleep Terror Clothing. Sleep Terror Clothing is a dark streetwear brand creating bold, occult, and tattoo-inspired clothing, including t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and art prints. If you go to sleepterrorclothing.com right now and use code TABLEDRAGGER, all one word at checkout, you will get 15% off your first order. So go to sleepterrorclothing.com right now. Sleep Terror Clothing. Follow your own path, or see you in your dreams. (laughs) All the music used on this and every episode of Dragging the Table comes from Cullah.com. That is C-U-L-L-A-H.com. Cullah puts out all of his music for free, so I encourage everyone to go to Cullah.com right now and check it out. See what's going on over there. Uh, He does have some things for sale, like hats, and uh, he's got some autographed vinyls that you can get. And uh, yeah, I just encourage everybody to support a guy who is doing his art and putting it out for free so that guys like me can use it. Thank you, Cullah. I also do a podcast with my wife called The Untrained Eye. You can find links to that, to all the sponsors, to Cullah.com, everything you can find in the show notes. So on a side note uh, for this episode, uh, this episode is with a a buddy of mine, Richie Willis. Uh, He is one half of the Super Media Bros podcast. And uh, I just wanted to say, if you can, uh, go in the show notes, find his, uh, his ats, and uh, just give him a hey, I hope you're doing okay. Uh, he's in Louisiana, but he actually had to, uh, what is the word? Why can't I, why can't, he had to evacuate uh, because there is a gigantic hurricane headed straight his way. Uh, at least as I record this, it has not made landfall yet, but... I don't know. It's uh, it could be crazy. Like living in Florida, uh, I have you know a lot of experience with uh, you know a, a devastating storm coming my way. So I really, my heart goes out to Richie. Uh, we recorded this about I don't know just about a week ago. So it wasn't. We didn't really talk about it because it wasn't really. It was just still ethereal. Ethereal. I never know the word. Um, but yeah, uh, just. I know it sounds cheesy, but, you know, send out just good vibes to Richie uh, and Cody and just everybody that could be uh, touched by this terrible, you know, force of nature. (sighs) But uh, I will say we had a great time on this episode, and uh, (laughs) I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, Here it is. Oh, 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Dragging the Table. My name is DJ, and today I have with me a very special guest, the pun master himself, Richie Willis. What's up, man? How's it going, Richie? It's going. I'm uh, I'm just chilling out. I'm actually happy we're doing this finally. I didn't expect it to be so like, hey, you want to do this? <laughs> yeah, hang on. And everybody that's either watching or listening out there, uh, you didn't see all the fuckery that was going on for me trying to set everything up and winding up just having to use um, some iPod earbuds. So <laughs> it's, it's okay. And and this this is actually not. You know, we were talking about this before too. Like I didn't want to look like a pretentious dick and just have like this chilling right here and it, it's like a prop but it's not even a prop it's actually like we're gonna actually use the audio so <laughs> whatever dude <laughs> what's it's, going on with you not much man it's been it's been actually kind of nice like the weather hasn't been too bad because it's been it's been raining a lot so it's brought the temperature down some so it hasn't been like sweaty hot death every second that i step out of the door so that's been nice hard fucking relate dude because louisiana is like swamp ass 2.0 compared to florida <laughs> my old band toured in florida in 2005 and i'll never forget a few things one um sweating profusely just breathing and <laughs> looking out of our window passing down I, I can't remember we had we had just left pensacola and we were coming down to Okeechobee and we look out of the window and there's just a chick in uh, not rollerblades, but like old, like roller skates in a string bikini and my guitar player, <laughs> God damn it. I, I don't think he's ever going to hear this, but whatever. <laughs> he just leans out the window and he, I think he was just messing with me. He goes, you want to see this great pickup line? Yeah. Just leans out the window. Hey, baby, you want some nachos? And I swear to God, it worked. <laughs> she followed us to the gas station, dude, and he bought her fucking nachos. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's that's my Florida experience. But it's it's been a while since I've been over there. But yeah, it's hot as shit, dude. I don't it, know how y'all do it. It's crazy. Where I I was born here, so I feel like it's just bred into me. Like I just. Uh, I don't know. I, I as much as I would love to move away to somewhere that was like more. I don't know. Didn't I? Wouldn't mind it if it. Okay, we are gonna full on talk about weather. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind it if it wasn't so humid. If I didn't just walk outside when it's still dark, start sweating, and just open my mouth and it's full of water immediately. <laughs> Save money bringing water to work. You just open your mouth and drink the humidity up. <laughs> It's not going to taste as good or as purified, but it's water nonetheless. <laughs> I, but I feel that on a spiritual level, though, because over here, uh, it's the same thing. I've taken showers before and walked outside and immediately felt like I needed to go back inside to take a shower. Yeah. Again. <laughs> hate it. Fucking hate it. There's nothing worse than knowing you're going out for a day of hard labor and you're sweating before you get to your vehicle. <laughs> right. You show up. You show up smelling like ass, and your boss just looks at you. Did you? Did you shower? Are you? Are some kind of Neanderthal that doesn't bathe? You're, just, you're like, yeah, I am. So That's you just me. accept it and go. <laughs> That's why I dig with a shovel because you knew what you were getting. I have. I haven't right, taken right. my one shower this week. <laughs> Uh, but listen, before oh, we get man. too far into it, uh, plug all your stuff, your podcast, everything. Oh, right. Uh, I am the co-host of the Super Media Bros podcast. And if you want to follow us on social media, uh, we can primarily be found at Super Media Bros underscore on Twitter. We have a Facebook and we have an Instagram, Super Media Bros podcast on Instagram. 
Uh, I would say our usual catch of uh, catch rates of come look at our stupid pictures, but it's mostly just like episode posters and like a couple of things from said episode. They're still stupid, but you can look at them. So <laughs> I have uh, supermediabrospodcast.com if you want to listen to all of our stuff. So, dude, I highly recommend the Instagram. Like you put you put a lot of time and effort into those posts, like, and into all of your, I, I don't know, like that. The first thing on your, your show is the perfect example of, uh, you, you need a good, uh, cover. I keep wanting to call it cover art, but a good logo. Like, cause I remember it, seeing it and I like, I was like, I don't care what the show is about. I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was our old one or not our old one. I think that was like our second one from, uh, 2000, 18 yeah i still have the sticker in here somewhere <laughs> i need to send you guys uh new stuff if i haven't already because we got um sticker mule hit us back to back with a bunch of like oh get these for nine bucks get these for ten bucks get these for free and i'm like give me all the things so <laughs> we've got new coasters we've got uh we actually have magnets now so we'll have to send you guys some magnets and stuff that's awesome yeah it's a lot of cool shit i i i'm amazed every day at how the industry is as far as like how accessible it is to get merchandise done for yourself now. I mean, it's kind of pricey on some spots, but just the fact that you can do it now, cause you know, speak, I go back to like my, my band days, we would have to find like, we'd have to dig to find people that would print our shirts off and we would have to buy them in bulk. <laughs> and I was afraid that, you know what, we're gonna have to do bulk t-shirts. If we want to sell t-shirts, no, uh, you can go to all these websites that just do it, uh, right made to order, you know? So that's kind of the route we started going with and it works. Dude, how crazy was it to have to do like, how long did you guys tour for? Like, when did you start and when did you end touring? Uh, uh, it was, it wasn't like consistent as far as like we stayed on the road. We would just book like a bunch of weekend gigs, like Friday through Sunday. And then we would take off here and there on like two week trips because that band, uh, when we toured in 2005, it was like a two-week run, and we did Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, and Florida. We did like six dates in Florida, and I don't know if you remember, there was a, it was like two, it was it was 2005. There was this, I don't remember what hurricane it was, but there was one in Florida that went right up Orlando's ass. Yes. So when we got to Okeechobee, we were going to go down to Winter Park and play. I don't remember what venue it was. It's probably not even open anymore, but. Um, we had to cancel it last minute. Like we drove up to the venue. The other band was unloading their shit back into their van and they did like this. They were just, don't do no, it. Go <laughs> turn around and go. So we, I fell asleep in the back because I sleep through fucking everything. Same. And uh, my guitar player, same one that yelled about the nachos told me <laughs> that we almost lost the trailer again, which fun fact, we lost the trailer on the way to the first gig. Like lost, like somebody didn't hitch it properly. And someone looked back and was like, when did that go off? <laughs> the ball hitch broke. <sighs> and the fucked up part is we built this thing. Um, <laughs> the trailer was just a little half trailer and we built like the wood around it. And we built a door and everything. I mean, we were proud of it. And Surprisingly, it held up. So I can honestly say, yeah, we did good on the construction portion, but that ball hitch just snapped. And all of a sudden the van got lighter and we went faster. And my other guitar player does like this. He's just looking out the back one and he goes, oh, hey, our trailer fell off that calmly. 
it just, oh, I, hey, our trailer fell off. And I was like, are you shitting me? And it <laughs> fell over sideways and skid. And I don't know how this 18-wheeler downshifted as fast as he did. Because if he didn't, that fucker would have exploded. <laughs> like, went uh, wood shards everywhere. Uh, my brand new drum kit, uh, $10,000 worth of equipment just everywhere. And we <sighs> lucked out big time. And the best part was these two guys that came to help us pick it back up and put it on the side of the road just happened to have some ball hitches. <laughs> and the way they came up to us, I'll never forget this as long as I live. They just walk up and they're like, you guys need some balls? <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck, dude? I, and I'm not, you know, we, you talk about like the Florida man stories and shit all the time, but I've got crazy stories going to Florida and back from Florida. <laughs> it's like as well, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's nuts. And it's I'm, a- I'm going off on tangent, but still, <laughs> Uh, I'm dredging up old. I'm dredging up old memories and shit. So, <laughs> so wait, did you, are you trying to say that your equipment didn't get all screwed up? Like, was it still Dude, mostly usable? Yes, because I mean, we had you know uh, flight cases and stuff like that for all of our shit. And thank you know, and people are like, oh no, just use the, the gig bag. No, <laughs> fucking. If you're a musician and you're listening to this, buy the fucking expensive heavy duty casing. You don't have to have a great instrument, but protect it because. I am living proof that I still like the drum kit that I toured with is still sitting in the corner right here. So that's awesome. Yeah, dude. So spend money on protecting your gear. Dude, yeah. that is so crazy. <laughs> like I never, I, I, for a long time, I never had to drive with a trailer or anything. And then for work, suddenly I had to start doing it. And I had two crazy, like one crazy thing and one almost crazy thing, which was I had to drive, I drove like 30 miles on back roads from the job that I was coming from back to my yard. And mm-hmm. I've got like a, like a six ton uh, dump trailer on the back and I pull up to the yard and by the way, it's fully loaded, pull up to the yard and my supervisor comes up to, uh, you know, he backs me up to where I need to be and he's going to uh, get the trailer off for me. And he was like, he flags me back there. He's like, come here. And I go back and look at it. I had not engaged that thing to the ball at all. So it could have just bounced up and gone away. (laughs) And I was like, ah, dude, that was terrible. But the crazy one was I was, uh, in that same trailer, I was hauling a, uh, a Bobcat and one of the two trailer tires on the left side just came off like the whole everything. And the only reason I knew it happened is I was like, I heard it. I looked in my mirror. I didn't know what was happening. I just saw like an asphalt firework happen behind me. And I was like, what is that? And then I saw my tire shoot past me, somehow going faster, uh, and start going towards <laughs> oncoming traffic. I'm like, no! Shit. <laughs> Shit. Okay, so you just reminded me of a couple of things. So I used to work, uh, f- I used to work for a garbage company over here. Um, I'll get to that story in a second, but the tire thing, I was hanging out with a friend of mine. Uh, I think we were in the sixth grade and I went with his, him and his dad to go somewhere here. I think the mall or Sears when Sears was still open, our, our old Sears location when it was still open down here. And we're driving back to the, to the town I live in sulfur from Lake Charles. And I just look over and I just see a tire bouncing on the road <laughs> And it goes down one of the exit ramps just perfectly. Like it's on the road, but then it's just like, nah, fuck it. And just hangs a right and just goes down this little exit ramp. And the car is on three wheels going after the tire that just came uh-huh. off of it. 
I'll never forget that because I was just like, oh, I started, you know, laughing. And of course, his dad, it was so funny because his dad was like, oh, don't laugh. That's a misfortune. I'm like, no, it's not. That, that's my fortune for seeing it happen. <laughs> that's his misfortune, the, not mine. <laughs> exactly. So the other story, um, how you said like that, that hitch was, it could, you could have just bounced all that shit off. Um, when I worked at the garbage company, we had a couple of incidents where the, um, the overhead loader, like when it goes into the, um, the back portion of it, there's a giant door that automatically will open and uh, close. Like when you push a button or whatever, well, it wasn't latched or it, the latch bounced off and our dude had to pull off because once you've compacted it so much, you can't push it back in. Okay. So he had to he had to pull off into a parking lot and open it and shove all of it out. And it was like five <laughs> tons of garbage just in the middle of like this parking lot, some business somewhere. Uh, and I drove a cherry picker and I was in charge of picking all the bulk items up on the side of the road that people mm-hmm. didn't want. So I got to go pick all of that up with just one claw slowly, slowly, <laughs> slowly picking it up and... I'm sitting there thinking, well, I mean, I'm getting paid for it, so whatever. But God, it was hot as balls that day, so I was I was a little pissed. <laughs> work, like weird, not accidents in the workplace, but just weird shit that happened to me. You know, when I worked at that company, it was just like, you know, I would see stuff like that happen. I'm like, oh, it's just, it's just a Tuesday, <laughs> whatever. And everybody's like, oh, it must be a bad day. It's just a Tuesday for me, <laughs> so. Yeah, if it's not this, it's something else. I'm just going to get this done and, God, just go home and do whatever I actually want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there were days where I would work uh, 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and then I wouldn't get home till like, 7 at night. And so there were some nights where I would just have enough time to go home, eat, shower, sleep, go to bed. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. It's weird because, I mean, I guess technically we could still do that, but I feel like that is the young man's game of just getting an hour of sleep and being like, all right, back to work. (laughs) Yeah, dude, and honestly, since, you know, since the pandemic, I've been, like, in this giant no-sleep mode. And and I think that's me diving into, you know, the art, like you were mentioning earlier, like the art for the show and the episode posters, full circle, uh, the, the lack of, you know, shit to do slash, okay, we're quarantined slash I'm, I'm pretty sure I developed insomnia in some form or fashion. I'm just diving headfirst into creativeness. Whatever I can do for our show, I'm just like, okay, let me go ahead and plan everything out through, fuck it, let's plan it through, for all the way through next year. Because, I mean, we've already got all of our content planned through, uh, through Christmas. So we're not really worried about what to do next year until probably November. Dude, that, that is so crazy about your show is like, I, I try and think of, cause I do the untrained eye with my wife, Beth, and we, sometimes we try and I don't know, plan something out and we, it never, it never works for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you guys too, man. I love listening to y'all's show and I love listening to you, like your solo stuff too. Uh, but yeah, like I always sit there and I'm like, you know, yeah, you could plan it out, but dude, sometimes it's just better. Let's turn the mics on and see what the fuck's going on and just talk. Cause sometimes you get like better episodes. Like we just, we actually just did that. Um, we recorded the episode that's going to be coming out next Friday or whenever this show drops, probably tomorrow. Uh, we just recorded that one and 
we decided what to do after we finished recording the one prior because Cody was like, hey, you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, that's cool because why not? So we just push it to the side and put this episode here because it sounded more fun. So we're doing like a um, Nickelodeon versus Disney thing where like what was what was the better programming from like 1985 to 2002? And there was like a lot of, okay, this is good. But this might be better. And this might be better than this one. And it was actually a really fun discussion. So, dude, I got to tell you, I you don't have to tell me who won out of Disney, but who what name two, even one great Disney show from our. Well, wait, how are you? I'm 37. How old are you? If you don't mind. 30. I'm 34. Yeah. So we're we're close enough to the to be yeah. to having seen the same stuff. So what did Disney have at that time that beat Ren and Stimpy? Nothing. Did you say that beat that beat Ren and Stimpy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, dude, if you're going for like just some of the stuff that even aired on ABC, like the Buena Vista shit that they mm. that they just outsourced to ABC for like all the Saturday morning cartoons and all that shit, I actually still have. I actually still have our list right here. I never <laughs> deleted it for some reason. So I'll go ahead and read like a, a list off. Um, and I, and mostly, most of these are going to be like the nineties, like gargoyles was really fucking awesome. We, <gasps> we love that show so damn much. That was Disney. <laughs> yes, it was gargoyles. Gargoyles for the most part, kicked the flying shit out of almost anything at that time. In fact, it was Disney's most successful cartoon series at that point in time. And it was, I think I read somewhere, it was the first Disney cartoon series that got the DVD release treatment. They liked it so much. Dude. And I read somewhere else, there was this annual convention where people would get together and cosplay or like they would get together and like just have Gargoyles Day. And they discontinued that in like 2009. Well, it's just a weird as shit it was like a good story because i remember when disney now you say that i remember because whenever disney plus first came out and uh gargoyles was on there i watched i don't know like the first five episodes or whatever and it actually had like a good story for the time you know what i mean like it, it wasn't like hey yeah. kids it's just a thing that happens and it won't matter next week because we're gonna forget about it like it was actually like a continuing story i don't know i i I can't believe I forgot Gargoyles was Disney. <laughs> yeah, dude. And fun fact about that. Um, I've mentioned several times on our show before that, like I grew up in a video store. My family owned a video store from like 1989, 88, 89 to like 1996. Mm. And Gargoyle, I remember when Gargoyles came out because we got the screener copy of it in and it was just the first like three or five. I can't remember. I think it was the first five episodes crammed together and it was called gargoyles the movie and i was like what the hell is this it looks awesome and then there was a series afterwards and i was like oh cool it's not just this movie i can watch more of it and they did like three seasons and i love the shit out of that cartoon i actually was watching some of it earlier today so and there's what else was there man uh goof troop uh the Mighty Ducks, DuckTales, Chippendale, Darkwing Duck. That's Cody's absolute favorite is Darkwing Duck. Yeah, Darkwing. Well, here's the thing. Darkwing Duck was great. I loved all of the characters on that show, I think. Uh, but again, like Ren and Stimpy, to me, like has that. They had like the weird gross stuff, but it was also actually funny, I felt like. And then the the thing I liked the most about it was when they would like cut to those like super detailed drawings of like just jagged gnarled teeth or like boogers under a table or something. And you're like, this is so and disgusting, they would just, the but so would beautiful. Pan up. 
<laughs> or like powdered toast then, man but super defined <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah dude uh god damn so fun fact again uh ren and stimpy just got greenlit for a reboot on comedy central yep of beavis and butthead is going to be rebooted on comedy central for two seasons Oof. and there was something else I can't remember, but basically Comedy Central is about to start doing um, more focus. They're building an animated block around South Park. So you're already going to have South Park, Beavis and Butthead, and Ren and Stimpy on the same fucking network and in the same block. They canceled Tosh.0 for this, so it better be good. That's all I got to say. Dude, I don't... How do you feel about that? How did you feel about when Ren and Stimpy came back the first time? Oh, the adult Wait. party cartoon was absolute balls, dude. And I'll, and I'll be honest right here. Like, John... John uh, Chris Falusi is a giant piece of shit and I'm honestly happy that the reboot they're doing right now is not happening with him because like I don't know man he's I could tell just by the first because he didn't last with Nickelodeon past I think like the first season they started um, they used the same crew that was under um, I can't remember the animation company but they still used the same crew but John Kay was just not involved with it after the first or second season yes and when all that stuff about like him kind of being like, you know, a child groomer and stuff like that came out, I was just like, Oh God, you know? And it made me glad that he was just not associated with it. But when they did the adult party cartoon, I'd had, that didn't come out yet. So watching the adult party cartoon, and I think it was like when spike TV launched actually. And I remember watching it going, this is like, there were two episodes that I was like, okay, I can see this is a little edgier, but then the other four episodes were just being gross just to be gross. And I did not like it at all. I kind of so. took that. I heard, uh, I heard an interview with him a long time ago. I probably, I think it was actually on, it might've been on the Nerdist podcast way, way back in the day. And it seems like ever since, like you were talking about that first season where he just kind of hit his, version of it was that he was kind of pushed out and I feel like that adult party whatever it was like that was like his his like kind of F you to be like these were my characters and my idea and if you want to hold them sacred cool but watch what I do with them and that's kind of why I think it's weird that they are like he does have all that weird stuff in his past and they are so willing to make money off of him but not include him in it. <laughs> it just seems Yeah, well, weird. I mean, I think the I think the show like he created the characters but still the show and a lot of the properties still belong to Viacom. So they can do what they want with the property. And I mean, Billy West is even going to come back because he was supposed to voice Ren as well as Stimpy in the beginning. And then John K just started voicing Ren and then Billy just did Stimpy's voice. So now he's going to be doing both of them again because Billy did both of their voices, I think from season two and a half onward till they ended the initial run. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what, what it's going to look like and what they're going to do now, because I don't know if you saw the Beavis and Butthead trailer for their reboot, but it was fucking hilarious because um, it's just, Beavis and Butthead standing there at a at a small press conference, and this chick is in her face mask, just asking, you know, why now? And you know, it's because we're stupid, you know, or whatever the fuck he says. And it's true. I think Beavis and Butthead is going to be that perfect foil to uh, PC culture right now. I think it's going to be the, the the perfect foil for that. And at a time when you know, I'm not trying to get like political or anything, but like at a time when a lot of shit is so high right now, like a lot of tensions are high. I think, you know, something like this is going to be good to look at and just be like, okay, you know, these guys are fucking idiots, 
and <laughs> it's going to be nice to just kind of take your mind off of like really bad shit for 30 minutes or an hour, however long they run it. But if they, if they tackle these topics, like Mike judge is really good at doing that. Like, you know, King of the Hill was a great cartoon. So yeah. Well, but what are they going to do instead of watching music videos? Are they just going to watch, t- just scroll through TikTok? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know if you caught the 2011 reboot. They did the, what? did you catch that one? Did what you catch it? the 2011 season they put out? No. Oh my God. Okay. So instead of music, because this was on MTV. So instead of music videos, they were watching like Jersey Shore and shit. So they were flipping through MTV's current programming. So look, I'll set the stage for you. They're, they're flipping channels and there's like some music videos, but it was mostly like the TV programming. And uh, they cut it to where Snooki was answering the phone. <laughs> But they cut it in such a way where she was like, hello, I'm a whore. And Butthead just, that's how she answers the phone. (laughs) You're just like, oh my God, dude. Like the way that they just flipped that and just started using them, you know, to kind of parody their own programming they were trying to get away from was pretty damn genius, actually. Because what do you do with Beavis and Butthead in 2020? You know? Yeah. Well, and exactly. Are they going to be? Because I haven't seen that trailer. Are they aged up at all, or are they just cartoon? We're ageless. Oh, they're, no, they're they're still teenagers, dude. As That's... far as like that one trailer is, they're still teens. But the rumor for a while was that they were going to actually have kids and having to like <laughs> guide them through 2020 and still having not aged at all mentally. So I would watch that. Uh, I would watch it no matter what because that was one of my favorite cartoons growing up. That and like the old, uh, the old school like liquid television programming from the late '80s, early '90s on MTV. Holy crap, dude! That was my shit. Yeah, well, maybe that could be the uh, Beavis and Butthead do the world. That could be the next movie. <laughs> I would love to see a sequel to that. I loved Beavis and Butthead do America. I'll never forget my parents taking me to see that shit in theaters. And I mean, they took me to see the South Park movie when it came out. And I'll never forget like both instances, the, the ticket taker was like, what? <laughs> yeah. They're like, you know, this is not a children's movie. And I'll never forget my mom being like, we know, you know, and I was wearing a Beavis and t-shirt <laughs> to go see the movie. I'm like, bitch, I know. Like, I don't remember how old I was. I think I was like 10 or 11. I was not a sheltered child by any means. <laughs> so was it, were your parents just like that because of the video store? Because like that. Because uh, I grew up with video stores too. Like we had our local store that was like walking distance from the house. So was it? Yeah. Were they just like, listen, you're gonna see everything that's in here. We're not gonna even bother trying to hide any of it from you. Or like, what? How did they come at you? <laughs> okay, so here. Okay, it's really strange, and I'll and I'll tell I'll tell these stories because it's you know growing up being 34 years old, almost 35, looking back on it, being like, okay, I don't <laughs> I don't understand what your fucking mindsets were at all. Because my, uh, I'm non-denominational, like I, you know, and actually I'm I am um, agnostic. So my family on my dad's side was Jehovah's Witness. So I had to grow up in that shit. But I wasn't ever formally baptized or anything. And I'm just like, yeah, uh, I want to watch all these horror movies. And my mom didn't give a shit. My mom <laughs> liked Freddy Krueger and fucking Evil Dead and Nightmare on Elm Street, um, and Friday the Thirteenth, all that shit. So I was always walking up and down the aisles of the store, browsing the horror section because I fucking love horror. And my dad 
my dad had the biggest problems with the horror movies, but totally fucking let me watch RoboCop and watch Peter Weller get blasted the fuck apart by shotguns and shit. So explain that, you know, you know what I mean? So that was, that was my childhood in a nutshell, not sheltered at, at all. It didn't fuck me up or anything like that. You know, I think a lot of kids that don't have shit explained to them get fucked up because they believe it's real. <laughs> But I always knew the difference between real life and make-believe. And, you know, I was just sitting there like, oh, it's okay. Because I'll never forget my logic as a child watching RoboCop and him getting blasted the fuck apart. Going like, it's okay. They're going to rebuild him. Uh. <laughs> you know, it's just like, <laughs> we have the power and the technology. We can rebuild him. I so. saw the cover. He's going to be fine. <laughs> exactly. So... So what was it? Was there like a specific movie that, because would you say horror is your favorite genre of movie? Absolutely. Um, horror uh, followed very closely by comedy and action. Like that's a very like close race just because I grew up watching Eddie Murphy stand up comedy, like delirious and shit like that. I grew up watching George Carlin. So all that's been ingrained in my brain. Um, but action movies, like I would watch Terminator, RoboCop, fucking Rambo, all that shit, dude. I grew up on all that crap. So when people look at me and they're like, why do you like the movie Cobra so much? And I'm like, it's fucking Sylvester Stallone. Fuck off. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm a big fan of like all that over the top eighties bullshit, like the Canon films era and, um, everything when Schwarzenegger was doing like predator commando, all that shit. So, but movies have been a huge part of my life. So it's no question why you know doing the podcast we have a, a movie focus every other week and then my dad was in radio for 22 years so i grew up watching him do the shit you know doing ad reads and doing like you know remotes and doing live radio shit so i guess that's what drew me into podcasting and then i was like well we can talk about entertainment shit because i like that too so that's here we are <laughs> Did you ever get to like help him out or did you uh, like when he did his radio stuff or were you just like, yeah, can I come in and watch you or what? <laughs> I did a little bit of both. Um, usually it was more or less the come in and watch stuff when he had to go and do uh, ad reads because he would do, uh, I'll never forget, he did like 40, this is how much of a perfectionist he was. He did like 40 takes of a Nextel read and the and the Nextel ad read was like 30 seconds and I will never have, or I'm sorry, I'll never forget and always have this ingrained in my brain also the way he enunciated like certain words and cadenced his speech with specific lines. And I'm like, man, like, you know, as a child, you don't understand. Like, you did, you did it good the first time. Why are you doing it 39 <laughs> more times? And it's because he would notice like, too much of us on the microphone or he had too many plosives or whatever. And I'm like, fuck, let's go home. I want to watch Ninja Turtles and eat some fucking pizza. You know, so I didn't mind being up there, but the weird part about eighties radio stations are, you know, growing up around all that stuff. Cause especially it being like local, you'll never forget the weird smell, which ironically, I, I used to smoke cigarettes, but I still love the smell of, microphone um screen wire with the cigarette smoke just just caked in it it's this weird like smell from my childhood that just brings back memories of him gigging like musically or the radio because that's back when people smoked indoors and they didn't give a shit about ventilation or none of that you know 
Everybody's gonna, say, gonna get cancer. <laughs> so. Did he? Would they? Did he smoke? Like, would he smoke like while he was uh, on air ever? No, but his okay. So he did a morning show with a uh, one of my best friends' dads. So that was cool for us. We always <laughs> got to hang out and shit, and we got free food wherever we went because they fucking like were everywhere in the town. But anyway, uh, <laughs> no, but it, her dad did. So like we would be you know, in the radio station and I would just see like the little trail of smoke. Cause you could see like through the window and everything. And we would just sit outside while they would, you know, record or whatever. And you could just see it. You walk in there, you open the door, just like, like smoke coming out <laughs> everywhere. And you just, you hear her dad. And he's like, I'm going to get a coffee. You guys want something? I'm like, yeah, we want a Coke, please. <laughs> so they had that old, I'm, I'm going on a tangent, but I remember all of the layout of this, this radio station here in town. And it even had like that old school Coke machine where when you would turn it, the bottle would pop out from the side and you would reach in and grab it. That's awesome. So it was just like, <laughs> yeah, dude, like it just, and they, and that wound up becoming a house. Like they tore all the insides, um, like all the walls on the inside and redid it. But the radio tower is still there. So like, if you drive by the old building, the radio tower for that station is still there, but the inside of it is a fucking house now. And I'm like, this isn't a house. This is a radio station. Get out. <laughs> it's just crazy because, like, I went to college for a little while to what I thought was to be on the radio. I was like, I'm going to go and learn how to be on the radio and do that because I thought it was exactly like it was for your dad and his buddy. Like, you just go in there, <laughs> you just talk, you smoke cigarettes, you just do whatever you want, and then you're out of there. And I found out real quick it was not that at all. I didn't get to pick any of the music and I couldn't really say anything that I wanted to say. They basically were like, here's what you say. These are the songs you play. You are just a warm body. Go. I was like, okay, well, I'm glad I learned this in school and not, you know, on the job. <laughs> That's why you go to be the DJ and the program director at the same time. So, because <laughs> like my dad was the program director for a couple of the stations around here, and that was his job. He did his DJ job, and then he also would do the program direction. So he would pick the music that would get into rotation. So when they launched, they relaunched the country station down here, which I don't really care for country music, but still, like he relaunched the country station and was actually bringing in, you know, fresh, uh, fresh songs that weren't in rotation that were getting played in like California, New York, Florida, Chicago. So like everything that was mainstream that, you know, you hear the story of like some local towns where the classic rock station plays the same seven bands back to back, nothing new Yeah. or the rock station that's supposed to be home for new rock and roll plays the <laughs> same five fucking new bands back to back to back. <laughs> As I'm sure you heard on a, a couple of episodes ago, we blasted the shit out of a few of those bands. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We we pissed a lot of people off with that episode. <laughs> That's awesome. I love... It was actually kind of funny, though. Good. So, I was going to say, it's actually kind of funny, though. Um, we, we, we pissed a few people off with that one. Like, we, we literally had... Um, I'll, I'll go fuck it. I'll go ahead and say, um, our our buddy over at uh, Potescu, CJ, he uh, he texted me and he was like, <laughs> "I'm afraid to listen to this episode. In fact, I might stop listening because I like you guys so much." And I'm just ah. like, oh, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those situations. I was just like, he was like, "Okay, what bands did you what bands did you shit talk?" And I'm like, "Are you sure you want to know?" And ah. I was just like, "Are you a Five Finger Death Punch fan?" He goes, "Dot dot dot, yeah." Ah. And I was just like, "Oh." Fuck. <laughs> Check out you know? this episode. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, he made it through. That's what the funny part was. He made it through because I did have to tell him, I'm like, look, you are the first person that I've ever met that likes that band that is not a total dick or a total <laughs> asshole. So you get a pass. That was the only like safe thing. I was like, everything else is par for the course. Listen, can so. I tell you, I've never, I've heard of Five Finger Death Punch, never heard the first song from them, not even once. Uh, it's the most generic bro walk, <laughs> monster energy, Kyle drinking, sons of bitches you've ever seen in your life, dude. It's it's a waste. I'm sorry. Like, if anybody out there is listening that likes that band, I, I feel sorry for you. Like, well, that's so, I, I have a strong opinion when it comes to that shit, dude. Ugh. Listen, the only one you were wrong on, you and Cody are both wrong, you'll always be wrong forever, is AWOL Nation. AWOL Nation. Fuck that band. <laughs> at least that one album, uh, Megalithic Symphony or whatever it's called, it is a masterpiece. You know it's true. Do not deny it. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> Don't feel bad. My, my girlfriend gave me shit for that. They're, yeah, they, they, they came in the room and uh, they were like, hey, uh, so AWOL Nation, really? It's like, yeah, fuck that band. And they, were like, and they were like, you take that shit back. They have some good stuff. And I was like, yeah, they've got good enough stuff for us to wait in a merch line to get fucking merchandise to go sit back in our seats. You know, I was just giving, giving them 10 guys of shit about it. But no, really, like... I don't, I don't get it. You know, um, I get certain bands, I get certain quirks. I know that I know AWOL nation in particular, just, they have their own like unique sound and everything. I just, in a live setting, I think mostly I feel that way because in a live setting, it didn't work. It sounded terrible live. And you know, I think some bands are just meant to be in the studio and not yes. live. And then there are other bands that are meant to be live and not in a studio. Exactly. Yeah, I so agree totally. I think that's my big gripe. <laughs> well, it's like you hear, like, I... But I'm sorry yeah, for hurting your feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cried right into my podcast player and then threw my phone to the ground and shattered it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm done. <laughs> no, but I'm like, unsubscribing now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I like about... I don't know. I like anybody with like broad brush opinions that don't actually like, it's fine that you don't like that. But I love that there right. is someone who legitimately is like, I will never forgive you for what you said about five finger death punch. This is unforgivable. They are my favorite band. All they know of me is the $15 I spent on their CD, but we're friends and I love them. And no, no more. Unsubscribe. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, cause, uh, I'll never forget. Cause when, when Cody, like the very last thing he said, I think at the end of the episode was like, uh, I said, yeah, come comment. If you've got a band that we, you know, left off or if we, if there's a band that you think should be done. And then he just out of nowhere. Yes, please send me your drunken bro masters. Like hating <laughs> on us and shit. I'm like, what the just the way he said drunken bro masters i legit pictured the the no regrets dude <laughs> regrets just like yeah. an army yeah yeah no regrets it's just an army of no regret dudes coming like standing in line to wait to punch in their comment so i'm so mad yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh. so i wanted to ask you because of so did you always want to do something like a podcast or was that like where the band came in or like, cause what I mean is, is like your dad was in radio. Like, were you looking to be in radio too? Or was like the being in a band, the shortcut to that? Or when you found podcasting, were you like, okay, this is what I've been waiting for. Believe it or not, uh, film was, was what I wanted to do. I'd, I'd wanted to do film school, but there were at the time, um, they weren't really doing a lot of online, like online courses was starting to be a thing, but not as um, technologically sound as we have now. 
So that was just kind of like, you know, you live in Louisiana. I'm sure like there's a couple of other cities like this, but you live in Louisiana and it's like, okay, you either go to college and become a plant tech, like a, um, a plant technician to go work in the refineries or, you know, you, you die, <laughs> you know, like, like that is the end all be all. And I didn't want to do that because it's like, I don't want that life. Everybody I know, or most people I know have grown up and done that and they don't have a life. And I'm like, no, I didn't grow up to die and pay bills. Like that's not my life. Um, so I wanted to do film and I used to do like short films with my friends from high school. We have, I've got like little, um, those high eight tapes and then the little mini DV cassette tapes. I've got stacks of those in one of these boxes in here somewhere, but uh, that, you know, I was doing music in high school and everything. I've played drums for 26 years. So I, music's always been kind of a part of my life. And I had a little band in high school. We didn't really, you know, gig. We, we just got together and jammed and I'm still friends with those guys. And, you know, I moved on and started another band with another friend of mine, the one that we, you know, went on that Florida tour. Uh, then I played more until about 2009. And then I, ju I just kind of got burned out. You know, I didn't, uh, uh, we had our son and I wanted to, you know, just focus on being a dad and just take care of him. And when he got older around, I don't know, nine, I picked, you know, I picked music back up again and, you know, gigged with some friends of mine just here and there. But as far as the podcasting thing goes, uh, that was just something I wanted to try because I remember when podcasting was like first a thing, uh, I want to say, was it, uh, Adam Carolla, Kevin Smith were some of the first few to do it. Yep. And, I, and I've always loved Kevin Smith, and I'm just like, what the fuck is a podcast? And then Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 had a podcast, and I didn't know what the hell those were. I was like, what is a podcast? And I was like, oh, it's if you have an Apple product. I'm not fancy enough to have an Apple product, so fuck podcasts. I'm just going to listen to the radio. <laughs> then I got my iPhone, and then I got podcasts. And I was like, this is cool. It's uncensored radio. I can get totally down with this, and I don't have to listen like you know, five minutes worth of commercials and they can say fuck and shit and dick and all this other stuff you can't say on the radio. Yeah. Because I cuss like a sailor, obviously. But <laughs> uh, no, when we first pitched the idea of doing a podcast, it was me, Cody, and another person. And we we did that for a little bit, but then we just dropped off and we started doing Super Media Bros in 2016 because it wound up being just the two of us a lot of the time anyway in the other show. So we we're like, fuck it. Let's just get a different name and just be us two and just go. And we were sitting in a local cafe over here, just bullshitting. We're like, Oh, what do you want to do? What are we going to call this? And I was like, I don't know. And the name spawned from a photo shoot idea we had where we wanted to be like Mario and Luigi in like Miami vice garb with like Navy blue slacks <laughs> and jackets with pastel red and pastel green shirts under them. That sounds awesome. Uh, driving, driving like a Mario Kart convertible, you know, with like the white, you know, shoes with the gold fucking chains across the top of them and <laughs> shit like that. And we we're like, oh my God, it's like Super Mario Bros. And, and that's where the 80s aesthetic of it had come into play with the artwork. And then I was like, well, what about Super Media Bros? Since we're going to cover like everything. And we're just like, yeah, that works. And fucking went with it. So. Dude, that's, that is that's so, <laughs> <laughs> and like, how long have you known Cody? Because it's, it seems like it's not really that long, right? Uh, we met in 2014 or 15. We've been friends for about five, six years. 
But when we met, it was like we knew each other our whole life. Dude, you so. guys talk like you grew up next door to each other. It is bananas. When I found out, I because I, I knew it wasn't, you know, I knew it was like four or five years, something like that. And I was like, that's yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's hard to come across um, people like that that you just instantly click with. And that's how it was with us. Our sense of humor is the same. We like the same stuff. We play the same video games, watch some of the same movies, the same music, every everything. And, you know, we're, we're best friends, but it's like family. Like, like he's like my brother that I never had. And same goes with, you know, me to him. And it, it just works. And everybody that listens to the show, uh, just know that the uh, everything you hear is literally what we do, even if there's not a microphone. Like that, that is literally us before, after, <laughs> during the week, text messaging, voice chat, memes, photos, stupid shit at 24 seven. That's us. We just happen to catch it for about an hour to an hour and a half every week. So. And that's yeah. the thing. Like you hope, like you guys definitely did it, but that is like the hope is you're like, is what we're saying like uh entertaining enough and funny enough for anybody else to want to listen and you guys are great at it like i loved your i dude you guys had me i don't i can i meant to look up what movie it was that i first heard you guys talk about but it was it was one of i think it might have been in one of the 20s of the cult cinema showdowns and i know exactly which one it is I, I all I remember about it, your explanation of it, because I was working, I was still doing construction at that time, and I was outside, and I was so hot, and I was like, "Am I having a fever dream, or are they?" Like your explanation of that movie, I was like, "What?" I remember rewinding it like twenty minutes because I was like, "I don't know what I'm hearing right now. What is ha this? Can't I couldn't have heard it right?" <laughs> it was uh, natural natural born killers versus fatal pulse. Fatal Pulse, I think, is it. <laughs> that's, that's the one. Because it was, it was literally like a fever dream. And uh, that's a really fun movie, honestly. It's it's very quirky. It's very fucking out there. But uh, Dame, the guy, Damon Packard, the guy that directs it, is is a really weird guy. But not in a bad way. Like, he's fucking awesome as shit. He loves, like, he loves, like, 70s cinema. And it really shows. And, and he's really in tune with, like, that kind of that psychedelic kind of feel with uh, some of the stuff that he does. It's very minute, but it's there. And I really enjoy film like that. And the reason we started doing the cult cinema showdown stuff is because, you know, I feel like a lot of these movies don't really get their due diligence and they just, some of them, some of them happen to be either forgotten or you have to really dig deep on like Amazon prime to find them or, some of them didn't get released here or like Samurai Cop. Like that's our fucking favorite thing we've ever talked about movie wise so far. And the story behind that movie is unfucking believable. And just the fact that it got made in 1990 to 1991 and then really didn't get a proper United States release until the mid 2000s is like ridiculous. <laughs> Even so far as to think that a lot of people thought the lead actor in the movie died. And his daughter <laughs> like, made him fucking post a YouTube video saying that he was alive because she kept getting sick and tired of her friends at school being like, is your dad really dead? <laughs> so, so Matt just comes out in this fucking towel and he's just like, yeah, uh, I just want to let y'all know that I'm still alive. And, uh, yeah, I'm the guy that did that fucking awful movie and blah, blah, blah. And it was just so goddamn hilarious, man. Uh, but Matt is a super cool guy. We actually got to interview him and he's really, really nice and very funny. So, and he takes all that shit with great stride. Like he's, 
he's so happy that, you know, people get entertainment out of it, even if it was what it is, you know? So you're those cult cinema showdowns are what I like about them is like, it's the, there are a few podcasts I listen to that are windows into worlds that I barely, if at all knew existed. Uh, and I'm just like, okay, well it's too late for me, but these people know all of it. So I'll just listen to them. You have brought, you guys have brought movie. What was the one recently where it was like, it starts with like a guy driving a Lamborghini, like into a Tyrannosaurus Rex's mouth or something. Like it's the 30 minute. It was like a 30 minute video or a movie that was on only on YouTube. I think. And Kung Fury and Escape from North Korea. <laughs> Kung Fury. I watch, when you guys were talking about it, I watched like the first two or three minutes of it and I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> but that is what I love. Like, I would never know about that. I would never know about Birdemic. Like, it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, dude. Fuck that movie so hard. Like, it's, it's so fun to watch, but seriously, fuck that movie. Oh my God. It, oh. <clears throat> It makes and the me, sequel too. The sequel is just as bad. <laughs> it really, I feel like a, we as podcasters need to get together and just make a movie. Like I feel like if we get enough of us, we only need like ten grand. I feel like we can make that money. We just get our all of our cell phones, pull them together, and just shoot it all. Make a movie, and there you go. We can have we can be on the cult cinema showdown, <laughs> dude. If you have seriously though, like if you've got a phone and you've got you know. Um, if you've got hit films or like Final Cut Pro, you can make a fucking movie. And it's not hard at all to do, especially now that, you know, the way you can edit really simply these days with some of these apps and programs, you know, anybody can really make a movie. And shit, we, we've seen movies done for 200 fucking dollars. Like, who killed Captain Alex? That movie was done in fucking Uganda for $200. If Ugandan warriors can make the movie for $200, we can certainly make movies on our iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> that that movie is unbelievable, too. That's another favorite of ours, honestly. It's like the, the VJ Emmy guy, the dude that does the commentary throughout the whole thing. Uh -huh. that, guy that guy makes that movie. Like, we've used, his, we've used sound clips from that movie in multiple episodes because it's unbelievable. And that's another thing that I really hope people don't get sick of because that's kind of like the, you know, I'm not trying to be like, oh, look at our podcast. I'm not trying to suck our own dicks or anything. But, like, if you listen to multiple episodes of our show, we still have callbacks to old shit. Like, we still have callbacks to, like, our second episode, our <laughs> fifth episode, our 20th episode. And a lot of them have to, like, a lot of them revolve around, like, some of the sound effect cues we do. And it, it's as stupid as it is. It's just kind of like a little Easter egg for people that have been with us since the beginning. Because there are some people that have been with us since fucking day one. And... I didn't think they'd last. Fuck, we're doing a hundred and we're I think our hundred and thirty eighth episode just dropped. So Damn. <laughs> I know. And the one we did before that, we did like fifty-four episodes. And so technically Cody and I have been podcasting together for about five years now. The thing that I always think about now is like how, well, first, uh, before I say this, I want to say you guys have the skill that I do not have, which is restraint and patience on the soundboard. Because as soon as you give me the soundboard, I'm like, mm, I should just push them all to make sure. All, 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 all. <laughs> Dude, you should hear, uh, I think we have some recordings of it. Like when we were just setting up the new roadcaster, like we were putting all of the um, sound effects on the buttons. So we were just messing with each other because I was still trying to get like the sound levels right. 
and Cody would be just sitting there and I would just push like a couple of them back to back where it's like a duck quack and then an explosion <laughs> and then somebody falling over and then, uh, and then Richard Simmons going off. Fuck. <laughs> so, and just having him rolling laughing, you know, is, is like my goal because Cody is, Cody is a tough customer sometimes. And if you can make him belly laugh or make him laugh out loud, you've done your job correctly. And, I, I think I might be the only person that can do that, which I will gladly, you know, fucking hold my trophy up high because it's easy to crack me up. I think everything's funny. So uh, Same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. But what I was going to say is, do you ever think now, especially five years in, like I think all total we've been, do, I've been, I have like two plus maybe years of my voice out there. But do you think of like all of the words that you've said? Like, do you ever think back of like, should I delete? Should I just review or should I just forget? Like me, I personally, I will put out an episode and then there is no episode. It's just the next one. Like if people ask, like, especially for the untrained eye, people will be like, remember this part? No, I remember nothing. (laughs) Funny. Like sometimes uh, I do go back and listen. It sounds, you know, stupid. Like I do go back and listen to our own episodes sometimes because like especially when they first get released it's like i'm gonna give i'm gonna give us my listen for a download Mm -hmm. but a a lot of the times um i'll go back and kind of listen to our old stuff just for continuity purposes like if i know for a fact we're gonna cover a movie that has uh the same actor as another film and i want to reference like a specific thing this person did in that movie and i maybe have made a comment about it i want to go back and you know, be like, okay, I want to do a callback to this episode because I think this is hilarious and it will tie in with this. Or there's actually been a couple of times where I've gone back and been like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't have said that, you know, <laughs> or, you know, maybe we should have trimmed like some of this audio to cut the time. And I've actually gone back on a couple of the episodes and I've gone and just like squeezed in some areas where, oh, I hit the microphone and just fucking left it in there. Or <laughs> We spilled a whole bottle of alcohol trying to get through four <laughs> Marvel movie ripoffs. Let's maybe take that out of there. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's the only reasons I really have to go back and listen to our other shit. But when we first were doing the show, I would listen to our stuff constantly just to figure out if we got sound levels right. Because I, I will listen in earbuds. I will listen in my car stereo. I will listen on, like, the little Bluetooth portable speakers. I will listen out of a laptop. I always want to make... I'm really anal retentive about our sound quality. Like I just want to make sure like everybody, you know, is getting a pleasant audible experience with mm-hmm. it. So, cause I know how fickle people can be about podcasts. Like if, if the audio is really shit, they'll turn it off in the first five seconds. Yes. And I'm really afraid, you know, that's why anytime somebody's like, Hey, we want to listen to you guys. I'm like, please don't listen to episodes <laughs> one through 18. The only reason we keep one through 18 up is because people have told us they like those episodes surprisingly. And we just, we keep them up. But if it were up to me, I'd probably take them down, <laughs> but I'd know there'd be completionists out there that are like, well, where's your fucking first episodes at bro? I know you didn't just start on 19. <laughs> I used I'll to just be- fake it and be like, yeah, we did. <laughs> I used to be the same way. Like whenever I would start a new podcast, I would be like, I'm starting it. I'm going from episode one to wherever we're at. And now I'm just like, I know what I, I wish people would do, which is just start at the last one and just go forward from there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Unless it's an audio drama. That's pretty much what I'm going to do is like, "Eh, I'll just judge you by this and then we'll move forward. (laughs) Right. And I found, you know, I found that there's a lot of people that, uh, that's what they do. They, uh, 
they'll just start with whatever episode has been recently put out, or if they'll scroll, they'll find something they like and they'll latch onto that one, which I'm glad that we've got enough content out that they can do that and not hit those <laughs> fucking initial <laughs> episodes. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for that at least. And, uh, another thing about our content, you know, that I, while I'm thinking about it is I've tried to make a conscious effort to not like over, uh, overdo the greatest hits, you know, like when we do our movies and shit like that, we didn't come right out of the gate with like, you know, of like some cult films, like, you know, that are considered cult films. Like we still haven't touched the evil dead franchise. We still haven't touched nightmare on Elm street, you know, things like that is, you know, I'm saving for later, you know, because I feel like if you cover all of like the, the big shit, everybody knows, you know, you've done all that already. And I feel like that's more enticing for somebody to hang around to see if they're, you know, if a podcast is going to cover this or not. So that's kind of my mindset on content, you know, as far as what we cover, who we, you know, talk about and things like that. Cause there's always going to be shit you can talk about currently, but when it comes to the past, you know, you talk about it, but you, you can't really revisit it. You know what I mean? So yeah. And there's not going to be any more, there's not going to be any more Robert England, Freddy Krueger films. <laughs> there's not going to be any more Kane Hodder, you know, Friday films. There's just going to be reboots. And once you've touched the series as a whole, you can, you can't really like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'm making sense, but to me, it makes total sense. So <laughs> no, you're making perfect sense. Like the way I kind of think about what you just said is you like, okay, I was looking for a YouTube video today to figure out how to set a specific uh, effect to my sound pads on my mixer because I'm an idiot and I don't know how. And I just am like, nah, why would I read the book? And I went through, I don't know, 50 YouTube videos of no one explaining it at all. And then some yeah. guy accidentally uh, explained it. He was explaining something else. And I saw what he did. And I was like, oh, there it is. And I did it. <laughs> so, like, you guys are uh, what, like, I was looking for in that moment. Like, nobody has a video on this exact thing that I want to do except for the Super Media Bros. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and like we we just actually because like, we just got the roadcaster and everything, and for the longest time we were just using this app called um, Boss Jock, and they stopped making updates for it. So I was like, "Oh shit, I'm about to get a new phone. It's not available in an app store anywhere because we use it on the phone. Like, where the hell are we gonna, you know?" record or what are we going to record with? Because that phone was really like on its last leg. And then the, one of the co-creators of the, the app made the backpack studio app. So when that came out, that is what we were using from, I think like episode 50 or 60 onward, because the way it is, is like you open your phone and we would plug our microphones into a, um, like a, um, an art preamp and we would run it dual mono, uh, USB out to lightning adapter, lightning into the iPhone, and I would put it on airplane mode so we couldn't have any phones around to like look up notes. I would, I swear to God, I've got like six notepads with just handwritten notes for everything we've done. And it has sound banks. So we would record our episodes from the intro to the intro music to ducking out uh, sound effects, promos, and everything in real time. So like a lot of the episodes that you hear up until like episode 103, I think 
they have not been edited. It's literally like a one take straight through. So. Oh right, no, I did I you disappear? You. Are you back? I am back. Hey. Do I need yeah, to repeat so, a lot of that or? <laughs> well, you got your side, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, okay. Going purely into uh, podcast nerd mode. Uh, how much better is it to sure. put in all the stuff after the fact? <laughs> Like it's, your promos, it, your it everything. <laughs> I like it. Um, there's there are some pros and cons to both. Uh, the the pros to it is that you know we just we talk, we just record, and you know if we if we fuck up something, you know we can cut it out and all this other shit like that. Um, adding everything in after the fact, you know, sound level wise is good. Um, because I I did enjoy being able to like punch in promos and things like that in real time and then punch our music in in real time. But, um, the, the cons obviously are if you fuck something up with a button punch, you have to, you know, you have to fix everything. Like if you, if you ruin something that needs to be done in one take, you, you can't fix it. So doing it yeah. post is a lot better. It's a little more time consuming, but I'm like a fucking sushi chef with audacity. So I don't give a shit. Like, coming from editing vocals and music projects over the years, I can, I can look at waveforms and tell if it's me or if it's Cody, if it's a breath, <laughs> if it's one of us saying yes, um, so, mm-hmm, any of that, I can fucking look at it and just click it and drop it and it's gone. Or there's been several times where I tend, I tend to get excited when I talk and trip over my words. Um, <laughs> we both do. So I'll go in and there's, it could be like a five second clip of me stuttering or trying to get caught up with what I'm trying to say. And then I'll just take one half and another half and fucking glue it together. And it sounds like I didn't fuck up whatsoever. So if you hear us and you're like, man, these guys are really well spoken. No, no, <laughs> more often than not. No, but I, I, I like, uh, it's, it's a weird grind. I, Cause there's some people out there that don't like to edit, but I do. And I'm like the resident podcast psycho when it comes to that, because I like <laughs> editing, <laughs> you know, and most people don't, but I do. Well, I think the people that like doing it are good at it. Like I know you and Chris Watsky and, uh, the homie Kaz, like they, those are, you guys are like my, uh, high water mark of, like okay if i ever do start editing the show i've got to i can't just take 30 minutes and do it like i have to put some time into it and i'm just i don't know like i so like on the untrained eye like way way back in the day when we recorded yeah. directly into audacity like from our computer it got to a point mm -hmm. to where stuff was getting lost so whenever we would get done and push stop like we would get big chunks that would just disappear into nothing and my yeah. job would then be to like either try and piece something together from what was left or just take a big gap out and uh, put insert something that said, oops, sorry, this part's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Okay. So I had, I had one of those moments, uh, two or three weeks ago, I was, uh, the raw audio file for one of our shows was like an hour and 10 minutes. 
So including like edit cuts that I had made up into a said point, I was at like the 30 minute mark. And I think I only had about 20 minutes of audio to go through at that point. Audacity crashed mm-hmm. and I lost everything <clears throat> and I flipped the fuck out. <laughs> but thankfully, I don't know what happened. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was my karma points cashing in or what, but I opened the program back up and it saved it. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> oh my god like i was i was about to just drive myself to the hospital and be like can you put a stent in my heart because i think i just fucking died don't know how i'm here but i'm here <laughs> well so what brought you in uh, to go fucked full, up like, on a podcast baseball, recording. there was a there was an episode i recorded that so whenever you like do the oh can you hear me <laughs> and we're here there yeah i'm here Gucci. okay <laughs> yeah it, it, sorry it, it, i'm it started, sure it started, i cut you off <laughs> no it's cool it's cool you were sounding like um it sounded like you were trying to do the vocoder part on intergalactic by beastie boys there for a second i was just fucking like all right <laughs> wait maybe i need to turn my wi-fi off okay uh <laughs> uh what was i saying oh they, or what were you saying? Sorry, I'm sure I was talking oh, right no. over Oh, no, I, I was making some stupid fucking joke about going to the hospital because I fucked up on a podcast edit. So <laughs> uh, your guess is as good as mine because all I heard was Beastie Boys after that. So <laughs> Mine was like... <laughs> <laughs> so on like these Zoom things, you have to start a new project. And uh, I had recorded an episode of something and then went to record uh, another episode, but didn't start a new project. And so I just recorded the whole thing. And when I went in to go look for it, there was nothing. I found nothing and I'm freaking out. Oh, but no. after like 30 minutes of like, I don't, I'm going to have to tell, I'm going to have to tell him I got, we got to record again. This is ridiculous. I can't No. I finally looked when you, by the way, everyone who uses a Zoom L8 live track or whatever it's called, <laughs> if you don't hit new project, it's just going to create another file from the last time you made a project and it will put that date on it. So you'll see a file from a week ago, but that is actually your file from today. <laughs> Shit. So, you, so. Yeah. Oh God. I think I've done that a couple of times, not, not doing this, but just files in general, because, um, photos, like when I go to put our pictures on, um, for our YouTube channel, whenever I go to put the thumbnail art up or whatever, uh, the way it happens is we, we load it into Libsyn. So Libsyn will automatically like grab it and put it up for us. And I'll have, I, I emailed, um, the photo so I could put it on our computer. And when I went to look for the file, it wasn't there all because I didn't fucking capitalize the E (laughs) in the file name. So it was just somewhere else. And I thought I was just imagining shit. I thought I watched (laughs) Fatal Pulse again and went on a fucking acid trip somewhere and lost my spot. But no, I fucked up beyond all recognition by not capitalizing the E. So it was just lost in the computer somewhere. (laughs) And I I was so pissed off. But then I found out, I was just like, I'm a fucking idiot. There's, so, I, have, dude, I have more brain farts than I care to admit, honestly. Same, dude. It's it's uh, it's that thing of like that is the moment. Those are the moments when you know that you love doing this because you're like, 
I'm still going to do it, but I almost threw my laptop out of a window. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because the thing about, and, and the thing about my laptop is that it's, it's very, like, it's very fragile. Uh, it's all I've got. So if I, if I <laughs> fucked up and just did that, oh my God, our show would be like, we, I wouldn't be able to do our show. Um, so I got to take care of this baby. And then whenever I get my PC built, then I can fucking eat this thing. Real hard, <laughs> dude. You get you and Cody need to make an office space style video where you just, uh, damn, it feels good to be a gangster and just beat that thing to death with a couple baseball bats. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. I that that might need to happen. And you know what? Fuck it. When that does happen, um, should make that our first vlog on the YouTube channel. It's like, hey guys, what's up? Uh, today we're gonna teach you how to rebuild your computer from scratch. But to do that, we need to destroy this one first before we can rebuild it. Uh. So, just bust the shit up out of this son of a bitch. It's old, dude. It's a fucking like, uh, I think it's like a 2007 or a 2008 Dell computer. But I mean, it still works. So. You know what's funny is I've been thinking of, I'm like, who would be like a weird guest to have on this show? And I was just thinking the other day, whatever happened to that dude you're getting a Dell guy? Like, I would love to talk to that dude. That would be a fun damn guest. I, the <laughs> literal last thing I heard about him was he got busted for marijuana possession or some shit a Which long is... time ago. And that's literally like the last <laughs> thing that happened that was of any like relevance of having him in the public eye. And I'm just like, bro, you fucking lost your job with Dell because that, like, that's bullshit. You know, like, it's bullshit that he got popped for it. It's bullshit that, you know, he couldn't have it on him because I think the shit should be legalized. But, you know, that's another conversation topic. So, but yeah, that would be a fun fucking guest. And, you know, dude, who else would be a fun guest? Like, you think about, like, all these people that we saw on commercials and infomercials and shit like that. <laughs> you know, like, those people would be the best guests because you know they have all kinds of fucking stories from getting the company pitched to having to read the lines and being like, you really want me to say this shit? And, you know, everything. Like, <laughs> who I'm is trying the, to think, dude. I was going to say, who is the Australian dude that took over for the OxyClean guy? What was his name? Billy something? Oh, Billy, fucking hell. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Billy, Billy, um, is Billy that? Mays? Billy Mays, is that right? Uh, fucking, like, Billy Mays was, like, the guy for OxyClean, you know, <laughs> before he died or whatever. But, like, um, he would be fun. Uh, Cody and I have been dying to do anything with Phil Swift from Flex Seal, though, because <laughs> that fucking guy, that fucking guy is just, like out there like Pluto in the best way. Like every time I see one of his commercials, I'm sitting there going, all right, what kind of infested waters is he going to boat over with a screen door and some fucking like glue and tape? Please inform me. Like, and, and then you watch the behind the scenes videos and he's throwing bait into the water for the sharks to swim up underneath him and shit. And you're just like, fuck dude, you got a death wish. Is it? He flips over. Oh, <laughs> He's, he's got it all. Does he have a family? Do you know? This will all come out in the interview, I'm sure. <laughs> I think he does. I think he does. Like That would just be, how great would it be that that's your job? You're like, well, there's this product. Did he invent it? Do you know? Or is he just the pitch man for it? I want to say that he had something to do with inventing it. I, I'd be lying if I told you for sure. But... I I feel like he had something to do with it. He can't be just the pitch man. He's built an entire fucking empire <laughs> off of I, this. There's no way he's just the pitch guy at this point. Well, dude, Billy Mays was OxyClean. Like, he was the, he had the homes that OxyClean built. Like, there's no way that he had anything in manufacturing those, but you knew who Billy was. 
And if that's not his right. name, that would be even more hilarious. <laughs> Who was the guy in the 90s that did the... Um, oh, God. He did a fucking movie. Uh, Vince Offer. Because oh. he was he was the... Uh, he was the... Uh, uh, what's the fucking... He was a slap uh, chop, right? Yeah, he was the ShamWow guy. The but he sh- did a movie... <laughs> He did. He did some comedy movie, like anthology that was so bad, dude. It had like fucking Joey Buttafuoco and all kinds of <laughs> random people in it. It's just like what? Because I remember seeing that shit on MTV getting advertised, being like, "Oh, the." I feel dumb that I can't remember what it's called, but like they would just pitch this thing, and I was like, "This looks so dumb," and it was very stupid. And I've highly debated putting that on our show because it's so <laughs> dumb. Was it not but, the slap chop where you could just slap the thing and it chopped up onions? <laughs> bro, that fucking... <laughs> I'm laughing because of the uh, remix video they put on YouTube a while back, and it was the slap chop remix, and they like would uh, they put parts of elect of uh, breaking in there, the movie breaking. <laughs> they put parts of that in there, and it's like this dumb remix where he's you know auto-tuned and they have him edited where he's like one slap you're gonna love my nuts two slaps you're gonna love my nuts <laughs> it's just the best <laughs> fucking shit ever oh my god but dude infomercial people would be so fucking fun to dude. interview and just to talk to just to get inside their heads because that's like to me that's a special kind of like persona you have to have you've got to be extroverted you've got to be animated and you've got to be all about that shit they were our, like, modern-day carnival barkers. Like, is there anyone that is doing anything like that now? Like, is there any other venue for someone to have that kind of muscle to be able to do that? I have no idea. That's a great question. I would love to find that person, whoever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think we... You know what? Now that I'm... Because I'm thinking about all the all the hosts. I swear to God, Cody and I had a conversation about... Um, putting those guys in like a fighting tournament with each other or some shit. <laughs> Celebrity like, deathmatch style. <laughs> yeah. Like flex, flex seal versus uh, oxyclean, but it's really just Phil Swift and the power of his, you know, never die attitude versus <laughs> Billy Mays and his Coke binge. Like who's going to fucking win out of the two of these guys, dude, Vince deal is going to, or whatever his name is, is going to, he will take the crown. I promise you that dude was nuts. Is he even still alive? Oh, Vince Offer? Vince Offer, Vince Deal. Yeah, he's yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> Vince Neal is still alive too, though. He, he's uh, surprisingly still alive. I'm not quite sure how, but he's still alive too. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and that's that's actually funny. Uh, Vince, I actually saw Vince Neal. I actually saw Motley Crue in 2006 on probably the last tour they were decent at. So. <laughs> Uh, I forgot to add those guys onto the bands that should have retired because they did retire and then they fucking came back. So they need to do it again. <laughs> so, but no dude, Vince, Vince offer absolutely would take the fucking crown. Now that I think about it, he's, he's too like, I don't know what it is about him. It might be his, it might be his wild eyes or his, like uh, his, his crack body. I don't know what the fuck he does, but like, uh, probably he's, the wi- win. he's the wild card. He is the Charlie day of the group. Like he is he's, going to go off and do something that no one even you're like, you can't do that. And he's like, I already did. <laughs> he's going to fucking, he's going to fucking win. He could be the underdog, but he, he'd be the underdog and he'd win. And everybody in the audience was sham. Wow. He fucking did it. <laughs> like, 
God damn. And then he, you know, he'd do that shit from like rush hour where Chris Tucker is like, you know, you know, wipe yourself off a little bit. You're, you're dead. <laughs> he'd throw a ShamWow on his, his opponents. It's like, clean yourself off a little bit. You're dead. <laughs> like, trust me. I've tested it. It works. Uh. <laughs> uh. Have you ever had one of those before? Have you ever tried a ShamWow? I have not. I had like, uh, you know what? Whatever they called it, the like deer skin or whatever that you get from like AutoZone or whatever. But no, isn't that what it is? Like, uh, yeah, isn't that what? Yeah, it it's, is? just, it's just a sham. <laughs> I mean, the, like... the, the the offer is a sham itself. But no, uh, the sham wow, believe it or not, actually fucking works. When I lived in Colorado in 2007, I bought one from the as seen on TV aisle at the Family Dollar over there because I was like, I gotta know. I, ju- I just got to know. <laughs> and so I went into our kitchen. And I, I poured a whole glass of Kool-Aid on the floor. And uh, my girlfriend at the time wanted to kick my fucking ass. But, you know, I was like, I'm testing this product. And it worked. <laughs> I swear to God, it worked. So I was like, okay, this guy's not just, you know, it's not just a product name. <laughs> but he's just really all about it. It actually works. So I was really surprised. Oh, you That's know what- $10 I ever spent. <laughs> you know what we had that worked? I don't think we ordered it off of television. But I think we bought it was... Uh, from the makers of OxyClean, Mighty Mend It. And it was a thing that you could like use to, if you had a, like a rip in your pants or something, instead of a patch, you could use Mighty Mend It and it would glue your pants back together. <laughs> I remember that. Cody and I did a, um, when we still had our Patreon up, we did an episode where we were doing watch alongs for old infomercials. And that was one of them that came on and we were like, what the fuck is this shit? Holy shit, Uh, Mighty Mend It. What the uh, fuck? It worked. Yeah, but the stuff stuff they came out with, like all these products that get pitched, like, dude, the one of the the, uh, infomercials we watched was this lady. I can't, what the fuck was it called? She basically um, was like dump meals or something where she had like these red pots and pans and she was just throwing like, she's like, you want to make ramen tacos? And you're just like, she's like throwing crunched up dried ramen into the tacos. And I'm just like, yeah, I totally want to break my teeth today, lady. Ramen Tell taco. me more. <laughs> yeah, like she would, she would make spaghetti out of ramen and then she would put it in the taco shells and like dress it like spaghetti tacos. And I'm like, bitch, you think you're, you think you're inventive. I did this shit when I was like doing the struggle snacks back when I was like 17, 18 years old. Like you aren't impressing me. I was going to say, that sounds like the struggle snack when you're also super high. You're like, I don't know, just put it all in the same bowl and it's fine. (laughs) I promise like I am opening my eyes. Like, because if you look at me, like I always look like I have like a permanent squint going on. Mm -hmm. Like part of that is because I have this light right in my goddamn face and the other part of that is because like i have smoked my fair amount of weed so <laughs> i think i am like at that level where i'm not burnt out i don't think i'm a burnout but like i feel like i look like a burnout so <laughs> that's why i'm saying like i know the fucking struggle snack bitch don't try to impress me with some shit i already did like the next thing she's gonna be like oh yeah here's how to make homemade pizza you put you know you put sliced bread in a toaster oven throw uh throw butter garlic powder uh pizza sauce cheese and pepperonis and then let it toast for five minutes like i already know how to do that shit trust me it's delicious oh my god whatever you bougie with your toaster ovens we barely had a toaster (laughs) dude no i mean i just got a new toaster oven uh with alex and uh she and i like will we use that thing to cook so much shit, dude, because I, I had one 
and it lasted me for a decade. And I, no bullshit, dude. I was like sad when it finally just bit <laughs> the dust. I was so, so sad. I was like, well, shit. Because I would cook pizzas in that thing. We had one big enough you could cook a 14-inch pizza in. So I was like, fuck it. Let's do that. Because our oven was going out. And then our oven went out. And then that went out. I was like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. I so. think toaster oven, this is my hill I'm going to die on. I think that if you don't grow up in a toaster oven house, you just never have toaster ovens. Because like we never had one yeah. when I was a kid. And my wife never did either. And we were at Walmart one day. And I was like, I want a toaster oven, I think. And she was like, do you? And I was like, no, I don't think I do. Uh, <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. It will change your life, DJ. It will change your life, I promise you. And it will change Beth's life, I promise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, because then all we're gonna, I'm going to be like, well, we have to buy the 90-count pizza rolls. It's the new toaster oven. <laughs> There's no shame. There's, uh, bro, okay, I did an Instagram post a while back and I was just like how you cook pizza rolls and I dropped like four of them on the thing and I was like how I cook pizza rolls and I just shook the whole bag out onto it because that's true. <laughs> I will cook a whole 40 count bag of pizza rolls. I have no shame. Like uh, I'm, I am a fat kid and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so. By the way, there's also something to like growing up and finally having some money when you grew up poor. At least I grew up poor and whenever, I, like once I grew up and had money, and I was like, what do you mean I can buy all the fruit snacks and eat the whole box by myself? Yes, I will. Gushers, right. got them all. <laughs> just take the whole take two handfuls and just <laughs> shove them in your mouth. Dude, it's growing up. I think like the same thing can be said for just like growing up and just being by yourself and just not being told you can't fucking do this. So that's what I did. I did all the shit that I got told I couldn't do. And I'm just like, don't now. Some things I get why some things I get why it's like, don't do that. Okay. All right. I have to find out for myself though. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. All right. This is, uh, my last and most very important question for you. So this is, I don't know. I thought I might know the answer, but maybe I don't. What is your favorite movie? That is a loaded question, dude. Um, are we talking like genre or just like all time? We could go, I would say your favorite all time, but maybe also your favorite horror. Okay, uh, my favorite horror is going to absolutely be, and it's, an, it's a whole franchise. Uh, it's always a toss-up between Evil Dead and A Nightmare on Elm Street. And I, I think Evil Dead kind of edges it out just barely because um, I could go into an entire, like, thing about it but i'll just keep it short like with with nightmare on elm street if you watch it and you really really watch it there are um there are two trilogies hidden well within that franchise you've got part one you've got dream warriors and then you have new nightmare which completely follows the nancy character and heather langenkamp all the way through because you could watch those three films and you don't have to touch the rest of the franchise you could watch freddy's revenge which is part two and that's kind of a standalone sequel. Or you could watch part three, four, and five, and that's like the dream trilogy because you've got Dream Warriors, Dream Master, and the Dream Child. Great fucking, I, I love all that shit, but there's some missteps here and there. Evil Dead just was really, um, Evil Dead was the movie that as a child scared the shit out of me, the first one. 
Uh, the first movie made me afraid to go outside at night because we <laughs> lived by a shit ton of woods and I would not go outside because we had fog. And I was like, that is the evil force coming to get my ass. Mm-hmm. I'm not going outside. <laughs> but when I started getting into like Evil Dead 2, there was some slapstick comedy. And I'm like, okay, this is fucking hilarious. And then Army of Darkness came out and that's all she wrote. Like Bruce Campbell was my fucking hero. I love that man so much. Uh, but as far as like all time movie goes, um, this is going to sound cliche as shit, but dude, the 1990 uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie is like a fucking classic. Oh, that is a good choice. That is such a good. Now, wait, did that movie come out before or after the, uh, what was it? That like, what the heck was it called? It was the thing that like Pizza Hut or Domino's put on that like traveling concert or whatever that you could get the VHS from. Oh, uh, that came out before. So you were talking about the coming out of their shells live. Yes. Tour. <laughs> so the coming out of their shells live tour was like a little bit after it was uh, somewhere right either before or after uh, the secret of the ooze came out. Okay. And I had that tape and I wore it the fuck out as dude. a kid. I watched that thing religiously. Like skipping stones was my fucking jam. Skipping stones. <laughs> skip oh my God. <laughs> And the whole time I'm sitting there like, man, Splinter just, he's, he's old. Like that move, that, that show made me think Splinter was just like fucking ancient dude. Cause he's like, you know, you go from like the Kevin Clash Ninja Turtles where he's like, they fight because they must. And he's just, you know, like giving them badass instructions. And then he sounds like old and feeble. He's up skipping stones. I don't have shit to do. They're grown up now. Fuck my life. You know, he's just, he's just you know, reminiscing everything. Uh, but, that was so corny, dude. Uh, you know, NECA toys just put out a, uh, action figure set of that. I saw that. And if it wasn't hundreds of dollars, I would have bought it. <laughs> I'm, I am heavily debating dipping into my savings account for that shit, dude. dude. And, it, and I barely buy stuff like that unless I love it. Um, and I love it. So like, I want that. And then like the OG ones from the 1990 movie, cause those are out and God, dude, but that movie, that movie just has everything, and I think that's why it's a favorite of mine. I think that's why it's probably one of my all-time favorites because there's comedy, uh, there's action, like legit action. Back when they, you know, were really basing them off of the 1984 Mirage comics and stuff, and there were, uh, you know, there was there was family moments, there was heart to it, there were lessons you could learn from the movie. Uh, it taught you about friendship and brotherhood and resilience and patience like everything just rolled into one and then you have the dynamic of four brothers that have starkly different personalities but they can come together and act as one unit and that's just a that's just a whole ass win for me as far as a film to roll all that shit into one that's a great movie that is the best answer and explanation of the answer i could have ever hoped for Mine was just The Matrix because I'm like, I just love The Matrix so much. <laughs> it's a different movie every time that's you watch it. That's a great film, too. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great film, too, man, honestly. Uh, probably uh, that movie that movie really couldn't exist without shit like Ghost in the Shell or Akira, really. You know, so trace it back to some Japanese anime and you'll see, your, you'll see the roots of that there. That's a really good one, too. Matrix is a fucking great choice. Dude, it's... Yeah, I am scared and also very excited for The Matrix 4. Same. But I think yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh I think they'll do good just because um Keanu just loves acting. Uh 
he's mentioned as much before. He he just loves making movies, and it shows because the dude. I mean, for him to want to do another John Wick, and another Matrix, and another Bill and Ted, you know, revisiting characters again, like unless you know you really love it or getting paid a shit ton of money, which coincidentally probably both for him, <laughs> but I've seen the man interview and just say as much that he, he just loves films and he loves making movies. So I'll go see anything that he's in. Yeah. I'm the same way. Uh, yeah. I love Keanu. I, I really want this movie to be good though. Like I don't want to I have too. to apologize for another matrix movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because it, it sucks because I thought the first the first one was really good, and I, I, I honestly enjoy the second one. Um, the third one was just, uh, I don't know. I feel like they didn't really have an ending, and they just did whatever they did. So I'm kind of hoping that this wraps it up a little. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just don't know. But <laughs> listen, I will always at least apologize for the first two, or whatever, the second two. <laughs> Are you a Matrix apologist? I am so a Matrix apologist, even though I don't really even agree with myself. I'm also a uh, prequels apologist for Star Wars. But I will never be a sequel trilogy uh, apologist ever. Those were terrible, right. and I stand by that. <laughs> well, Cody, Cody and I had a field day with the third one. Um, we Controversially, we really loved The Last Jedi a lot. Uh, in fact, and on that same episode, we we went into full detail as, as to why we didn't really care for the third one, uh, and why we liked Last Jedi, but why we thought Rise of Skywalker was just balls, honestly. Um, so if anybody wants to check that shit out and get pissed at us even more, check that shit out. So uh, that's uh, yeah, that's that's another topic for another day, though. Listen, okay, well, fine. I will leave you with this. I heard, I was, I watched some like 25 minute breakdown of why that uh, sequel trilogy was not good. And I actually started mm -hmm. watching it because I was like, this guy's just going to hate on it and I'm probably going to be done with it in five minutes. No, he broke down why. And it's, it's so funny because uh, The Last Jedi was the one that I was like kind of more fond of as well. But he broke down why mm -hmm. that was like a bad why the sequel trilogy was bad and why that was a bad sequel uh, within that trilogy. And I was like, uh, and he was, the comparison that he made was to what I now, after watching that video, consider to be the best sequel, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day <laughs> is the best sequel that I've ever seen. Aside from Aliens, that is one of the best sequels ever. Yeah, and when he, like, drew the comparisons from those characters and how they grew to the characters in Star Wars and how they absolutely were just frozen uh, until we saw them again, I was like, oh, this is terrible. This was as bad as I thought it was, and now I know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And I think, you know, just to give, like, a short answer uh, for why we loved it so much, I think we loved it because... It did what the original trilogy did, uh, Last Jedi. It, it it dared to be a little different. It yes. dared to challenge uh, the characters' beliefs, and it dared to push the story in a different direction instead of staying formulaic. And I think that's why I really liked it a lot. Um, it was out of left field. It felt like I mean, Ryan Johnson studies the damn Jedi Bible, basically. You know, so I I don't know. I'll, I'll probably die on that hill, but that's. <laughs> That one is, again, that one's up there with Empire and um, Rogue One for me. Because Rogue One was a good standalone film, too. 
Well, the out of left fieldness of it is what I liked about it as well. Cause I was like, Oh, this is what, what's going on here. Uh, yeah. and they're in that whole trilogy as a whole. Like, I think you could pick and choose a lot of stuff that is good, but it's just mm-hmm. either gets ignored completely or just forgotten. Or it's just like, we're going to pay this off and no, we're not just kidding. Uh, we beat the guy, whoever it is. I don't know. Is he a clone? Is he the first guy? We'll never know. You have to read the book or watch the comic or play Fortnite or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, man. Like I swear on everything, dude, when we were in the theater watching that shit and, and, um, and Darth Sidious pops up, I, I just, I, no bullshit, dude. I put my hands down. I was like, I just leaned forward in my seat, and I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? What kind of bullshit is this? You couldn't make somebody else up. You couldn't do more with Snoke. You had to rely on fucking Palpatine. Son of a bitch, man. Like, y'all are really fan servicing the shit out of this. Like, the reason I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say I fucking hated it. Um, I fucking hated The Rise of Skywalker <laughs> because... They fucking basically made a movie just to erase The Last Jedi. They didn't want to progress the story at all. Ryan Johnson was like, I progressed the story. Here, I'm giving you the baton. I trust you to you know, push the story a little further and just be unique about it. And J.J. fucking Abrams was just like, nah, I'm going to swing my big J.J. Abrams dick around and I'm just going to take the head of my dick and erase everything you fucking did and then I'm just going to piss on it to wash it away. I mean, what we're getting asshole. the... We're getting the Snyder cut of uh, Batman v Superman or whatever or what? No, Justice League, right? Justice League. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll get the. I've heard. I keep hearing like rumors of like the four-hour cut of Rise of Skywalker that actually you know vindicates everybody. I would even if it was trash and I knew it was more trash. I would a hundred percent watch a four-hour cut of Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Okay, before before we get done with this, okay, <laughs> um, I'm a, I'll leave, I'll leave you with something to do, okay, because uh, it is on the internet. Go uh go and go look up Colin Trevorrow's um script of it because it is online. Uh, Colin Trevorrow was the dude that did Jurassic World and was supposed to do this movie, and they kicked him off. That that script, I don't know if you've read it yet, but. Dude, I would have given like both of my nuts to fucking see that script actually get made. Is that the one that was like definitely made? Definitely, uh, it felt like they went more. He went more to like the samurai roots of what the Jedi and everything was. Because didn't yes. what's his face like end up Harry carrying himself? Like he's like whoops with like Mace Windu's lightsaber. <laughs> was that it? Am I right? What is that guy? Hux. Uh, Hux ended up killing himself with Mace Windu's lightsaber in that. I think. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Because like, because the, the part that well, the part that I'm kind of like getting at is, um, there's a sequence in there where, uh, Kylo, if I'm not mistaken, like Kylo Ren comes face to face with a full apparition of of um, Vader, mm-hmm. and in some cave somewhere, and like the whole tone of the film was different. Uh, certain people died, certain people didn't die. Uh, it, it just it felt like it would have wrapped up the the sequel trilogy so much better than rise of Skywalker did. There is a, there's a podcast called, I think it's called the weekly planet. It's an Australian podcast and they, they're huge, whatever. Do you know it or I know of them? Okay. Yeah. So did you see that? Did I, or did I send it to you? There's like, I think it might be that script where they had animated like a 10 or 15 minute version of it. 
and it basically is just going through like the beats of that script and it's all animated and it looks amazing and if that I'll send that to you uh, before this episode comes out, and if that is it, I'll like attach this or attach that to this because it is. Yes, it will make you sad. It will make you sad and be like, "Why did I get the movie that I got when I could have gotten this?" Send it to me. Send it to me definitely. (laughs) Send it to me definitely because if I can, if I can get like, oh, you know, like it right there, you know. So (laughs) I'll, I'll take I'll take anything. I'll take anything, anything <laughs> over the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. fucking Jar Jar Abrams. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, he's earned that nickname. He has earned that son of a bitch. Listen, the four hour cut will be his redemption story. Mark my words. <laughs> there you go. If it exists, which if the Snyder Cut exists, I'm pretty sure that four hour cut exists. So oh, if, if yeah. that exists and it actually like does it justice, pun very much intended, I will watch it. <laughs> well, listen, so. there's that there's the 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 cut of the prequels that we'll never see that Topher Grace did because he's like like does amateur editing on the side and everyone says it's amazing, uh, and we'll never get to see it. Terrible. <laughs> Speaking of. Speaking of, like, I know I keep, like, probably dragging everything out, but uh, um, of editing and things like that, I I'm doing a project with uh, my friend that I wrote the Super Media Bros theme music with. Uh, I want to do a supercut of the Evil Dead trilogy because a lot of people think that part two is a remake, and it's not a remake. I am here to tell you all that it is not a remake uh, Sam Raimi and company signed the footage rights over to New Line Cinema for the first film, so they did not have the rights to use said footage for the recap for the second one. So they had to shoot Bruce Campbell and a different actress playing Linda going back to the cabin to recap the events of the first film. And where you see Bruce Campbell in the second film get picked up by the evil force and pushed through the woods and smacking the tree and falling down, that part right there is actually where the first film ends so what i want to do is splice that together so you never see like the beginning portions of evil dead 2 so it just flows together a little better and then when army of darkness comes around when he gets sucked through the portal you don't get the medieval dead ending because they were going to call it medieval dead for the third (laughs) one you don't want to get you don't get the medieval dead ending from the second one you just go into the portal and go right into army of darkness and it's just one continuous fucking cut and i would love to make that or it's just a giant viewing experience. That sounds amazing, and I'm sorry to admit this right now, but I have only seen Evil Dead. I have not seen two or Army of Darkness. <laughs> Dude, uh, check them out. I swear to God, uh, those are going to become some of your favorite movies. It's just great. Like Bruce Campbell is such a great physical, comedic actor. And not to mention the fact that if you really pay attention to those movies, uh, there are certain sequences where... Um, especially in the tree push scene where he's getting slapped with branches left and right. That's Sam Raimi just fucking hitting him with sticks and shit (laughs) off camera because Sam would poke at him and hit him with shit all the time. Like he sprained his ankle on set and he would keep fucking poking Bruce with a (laughs) stick on his ankle just to piss him off in between takes. That's just the kind of shit that he would do. He fucks with all of his his actors and stuff. So, all right, you brought up something that I'm glad you did because I forgot. You made your, the theme to the Super Media Bros? 
Yeah. Um, my friend Alex and I, uh, my, my girlfriend's name is Alex, but one of my best friend's name is Alex too. So, uh, not to confuse the two of them. <laughs> um, so my best friend, Alex and I have a music project that we have, we got probably over like 200 something demos of music and, it started out as a Giorgio Moroder track that we were just going to write as a tribute to like the eighties and stuff like that. And I really, really liked the flow of it. And when the podcast like got started, we were pitching around like, what are, what are we going to do for, you know, music or whatever. And I was like, well, shit, I'm just going to go with Alex and uh, be like, Hey, I'd like to use this for our stuff, you know? And we, we cut together like the, the, everything that you hear up into episode 105, uh, is the old theme. Like we, we had it just kind of laid out and I actually went back in December and me and him recorded uh guitar over it and yes, we souped up the you. drums and <laughs> souped up the synthesizer a little bit. So yeah, I was like, I want to add a guitar solo in here. And like, he played this solo and I played the rhythm track on it and uh, we fucked around with like all the digitization. We, we did, uh, we did new uh, synth leads in it. We did uh, stereo fixing. It's like if you listen with headphones in, you'll hear like some stuff going back and forth. You know, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Because we like doing that shit. So, but yeah, we wrote it. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing that stuff too. So, dude, when the first time that I heard that guitar uh, solo come in, I was like, "What is happening?" I was like, "Is this?" <laughs> I was like, "I seriously was like, was this a whole song the whole time?" And he was keeping this from us. What is happening? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I told him I wanted to rewrite it to, uh, cause like the way that it ended, um, initially with, um, like if you listen to the old episodes and you hear the outro, how it trails off at the end, uh, with the hand claps and mm -hmm. the delay, that was an accident. Like we didn't mean for that to happen. And I was just like, dude, that's fucking awesome. Let's recreate that. But I want to be able to do the intro where I can just duck it out and just let it play through and just be over with. So that's how we rewrote it. So that like when you hear us do our intros now, the song starts and it just plays through. And when it starts, that's actually that's actually me saying Super Media Bros on a vocoder keyboard. That's so awesome. that's me talking and then that's him playing the guitar solo and shit. So we spent like I think we spent two days just, you know, messing around with it and just getting the drum patterns right because again i'm a stickler for that stuff so we uh we played around with different drum machines and different uh different keyboards different pitches we actually thought about changing the key of the song at one point and i was just like no don't do that that's <laughs> i was like I'm, I'm used to hearing it the same the same key so don't let's not change it so but, yeah yeah I every single episode from the first time until now i always imagine uh mordecai and rigby like doing the robot <laughs> playing the power <laughs> that's one of my favorite episodes of regular show is the power uh we do we should do a side podcast all about regular show i would do that oh i'd be totally fucking down for that dude i love that damn show we do it uh do an episode per episode yeah <laughs> breaking each one down that'd be so much fun not not so regular show the, yeah <laughs> the not so regular show yeah uh, <laughs> all right man well if you want to uh tell all the people where to find you again please all right uh you can listen to all of our episodes at supermediabrospodcast.com you can follow us on twitter at supermediabros underscore supermediabros on facebook and supermediabros podcast on instagram and if you want to follow me on twitter uh look on the screen right here at midnight agent raw that's m d n t a g n t r a w 
Richie, thank you so much for being here, man. I'm glad we finally got to do this. Absolutely, dude. It's been a long time coming. So uh, <laughs> audio, audio crap on my end aside, I'm really happy we got to do this. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, we, we'll be doing it again soon, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, man. Anytime. I'll come back on and we'll have, we'll have another uh, conversation more into Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Don't forget to go to OHFISHL.com. That's official.com. Use code TABLEDRAGGER for 25% off. Go to SleepTerrorClothing.com. Use code TABLEDRAGGER to get 15% off. Go to Kulla.com. That is C-U-L-L-A-H.com if you like the music you heard on this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Keep dragging. Keep dragging.